Welcome to Season 2 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the fourth in a series of episodes on the elements of a strategic plan. Last time, we discussed the need to define the problem we want our strategy to solve. Most strategic plans don't do this, which prevents them from being helpful, much less inspirational. Today, we'll discuss another necessary element of any strategic plan, an examination of the environment in which our organization is working. This is often missing as well from the typical strategic plan. We need an understanding of our environment to guard against the dangers of a self-referential strategy. It is, of course, necessary to have an internally coherent strategy. Our goals need to match our capabilities, and our activities need at least not to interfere with each other. Unfortunately, this can be true without our strategy fitting our external environment. As we've observed before in this podcast, strengths are not necessarily advantages. We can do something very well without doing it well enough for it to contribute to our success. We must evaluate what we're doing from the perspective of potential customers, beneficiaries, and other stakeholders, which requires a willingness to admit we're not alone. Although it's indispensable, we shouldn't be surprised that most strategic plans avoid a realistic examination of the organization's operating environment. In his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, Daniel Kahneman discusses the human tendency to dodge difficult issues. When confronted with a hard question, we give the answer to an easier question, often without realizing it. Examining the fit between our strategy and our environment can raise uncomfortable questions about what could go wrong, how much we really know, and what we're able to control. So instead of trying to answer those questions, we turn inward and focus on what we can know and control more reliably. But this will lead us to avoid testing and perhaps even to avoid acknowledging our assumptions about what will make us successful. If we don't sincerely question our assumptions, we can't claim to be serious about strategy development. I once advised two organizations which were quite distinctive when they were founded. Over the years, a number of similar organizations were started, which eventually far surpassed the first two in both revenue and influence. Nevertheless, there was deep resistance to understanding why the newer organizations had earned a larger audience. The focus of the first two organizations remained almost exclusively on internal management. As a result, they were never able to address why they had fallen behind or what it would mean to catch up. When describing our environment, we can include a wide range of considerations, from aspects of geopolitics to the quality of our relationship with a specific partner or vendor. For our description to be useful, however, 
we should include only those characteristics of our environment that clarify the origin of our problem, that reveal possible obstacles to solving our problem, or that may affect our choice between alternative solutions. This makes the importance of defining our problem all the more clear. If we haven't decided what our problem is, studying our environment is pointless. We don't know what we're looking for. As Peter Drucker observed, there are no facts without a criterion of relevance. My suggestion for today is make your own list of factors outside your organization's control, competitors, supply chain, legislation and regulation, and ask whether your strategic plan addresses them. Develop your own ideas about their potential to disrupt your work and how you might prepare for such a disruption. While questioning our assumptions is the most important aspect of strategy development, it isn't the only important aspect. Next time, we'll discuss the need for any strategic plan to evaluate alternative solutions. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.